0: Well, our our passage this morning took place in one of the most personal and precious times in Jesus' life. It took place in the upper room at the Last Supper on the last night before Jesus was crucified. It was a very tense time. I'm sure the apostles knew something big was about it to happen. They just didn't know exactly what. That night, Jesus had done the unthinkable. He had assumed the role of a servant. Got down on his knees and washed the other disciples' feet. They had shared a meal together. Jesus had taken what they thought was going to be the Passover and changed it into something different. And Jesus had told them, that one of them would betray him. And Judas had gotten up and left, identifying himself as the one who would betray Jesus. So now it's just Jesus and the 11th, in the upper room. It was during that time of really pretty high anxiety, you might recall, that back in chapter 14, Jesus had told them, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, and my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. It's becoming clear to the apostles that this relationship they had with Jesus wasn't going to last that he was going to leave, he was going to go away. And so Jesus was telling them that even though he was going away, he would come again. That even though they would be separated from a while, for a while, he would come and receive them back to himself, that they might be with him forever. It was also in chapter 14, Jesus told them that he would send the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, to be with them and to be their help. Well, then we come to our text this morning in chapter 15. And there Jesus begins to talk to the eleven about abiding in him and the importance of it. And to make that point, Jesus uses a very common illustration. It's the illustration of vines and branches. Now, this is the last of the seven I am statements of Jesus. There are seven times in the Gospels where Jesus says, I am. Remember? He said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I'm the door of the sheep. I'm the resurrection and the life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the light of the world. And now he gives another where he says, I am the true vine. And this relationship between The vine and its branches, or between Jesus and His people, is very important. It's an essential part of who we are as believers. Our identity is rooted in our attachment to the vine, or in our personal relationship to Jesus Christ by grace through faith. There are several important lessons that Jesus gives us in our text that are pictured in this analogy of a vine and its branches. As I said earlier, it's a very common sight. We see vines and branches every day. But Jesus uses that analogy to teach us some important spiritual lessons about abiding in Him. And I want to draw four lessons about that from this text for your consideration this morning. And the first lesson we see is that there is a very close relationship between Jesus and those who believe in Him. The key word there is relationship. And if you don't get anything else, if you just take one word from this sermon this morning, take that word with you. The word relationship. You see, that is what salvation is. We are born again. We are saved. We are given new hearts. So that we might have a relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And that relationship is established and maintained by grace and through faith. It is a relationship. And the Bible says it is a very personal relationship. In fact, the Bible describes your relationship with God the Father as just that as the relationship between the child and his father a personal relationship but the analogy that John Jesus gives us here in John 15 I think is even more intimate and more personal there isn't a more close relationship than that of a vine and the branches that are attached to it Notice what Jesus says in verse 1. I am the true vine. And then in verse 5 he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. I'm not sure that Jesus could have come up with a better illustration of what it means to be in a relationship with him or to be united with him or attached to him. The relationship between a branch and a vine is one of the closest and most personal that you can imagine. So close that without it being attached to the vine a branch will lose its strength its vitality and its life. What happens to a branch when you break it away from the vine to which it's attached? It withers and it dies. You see a branch has no life of its own. It can only survive as it is attached to the vine. Drawing from that source the sap that it needs to continue to grow and to produce leaves and to sprout buds and to grow blossoms and to bear fruit. Again, if you, if you separate that branch from the vine, if you cut a branch away from the source of its life, it will wither and die. And what Jesus is saying here is the relationship between Himself and His people is just that just that close and just that vital. You see, you have no spiritual life, you have no spiritual strength, and you have no spiritual power in and of yourself. You hear what Jesus is saying here? You're just a branch. You're just a branch. And You get your spiritual strength, vitality, and power from the vine to which you are attached. That reality of being in a relationship with Jesus is what we know theologically as our union with Christ. When we come to faith in Jesus, when we're born again, there's this mysterious work of the Holy Spirit, whereby believers in Jesus are joined together. There's this mystical union between Christ and those who believe in Him, and it is through that relationship that you and I find our life and our spiritual strength and our spiritual vitality. Now there's something encouraging and something instructive about that. The encouraging part is to know that You don't have to do it on your own. You don't have to try to pump yourself up and muster your own spiritual strength and your own spiritual power and vitality. No. And if you're trying to do that this morning, you are a frustrated Christian. I can guarantee you that. Your spiritual strength and vitality comes from one source, and that is from Jesus Christ and your union with Him from the fact that you are abiding in him and you are drawing your strength and your life and your vitality from him just like a branch draws it from the vine. That's the encouraging part. The instructive part is just how important that is for you to make sure that you are daily abiding in Jesus. That you are trusting moment by moment in Him. And that you are in a living relationship with the true vine, with the living vine, with the living Christ. That's the first lesson. A close, personal relationship between Jesus and those who trust in Him. There's a second lesson. And that is there are some who claim to be in a relationship with Jesus who in fact really are not. Now I know that is a sobering fact and yet it's an important biblical truth that we must grasp and understand. There are some people who think that they are in a relationship with Jesus when in reality they are not. There are some people who pretend to be in a relationship with Jesus when they know they are not. And Jesus, again, uses this analogy of the vine and the branches to make that point. And in almost any bush or any plant, you'll find some branches that are very fruitful, produce a lot of fruit, a lot of flowers, a lot of buds. You'll find some branches that produce very little or no fruit at all. In the same way, there are some people who appear to be a part of the vine, who appear to be a part of the body of Christ, but who either produce little fruit or who eventually fall away, renounce their faith, and produce no fruit at all. That's because for some people, their religion is external only. The religion is something in which they participate. It is something they do. It is something in which they engage. They may have a relationship with an organization or with a theological system or with a pattern of behavior, a moral behavior, or even with a church. But they don't have a relationship with a person. They don't have a relationship with Jesus. Jesus. And eventually, that manifests itself. Those people eventually either become barren of fruit or they fall away from Jesus. Look at what Jesus says in verse 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And then in verse 6, if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Now this is obviously serious business. But if you took put verse 2 and verse 6 together it seems that Jesus is saying there are people who appear to be attached to the vine but who actually are not in Christ. They may have been baptized. May have made a profession of faith may have walked an aisle with a preacher, stood before the congregation they may be members of the church they may be faithful in attendance they may have studied the Bible even taught in the church they may have gone to seminary been ordained to the ministry served as a pastor or a missionary at our next meeting in November a presbyterian appears will excommunicate his fourth minister in six years when someone is excommunicated from the church The church then regards that person as an unbeliever, someone who is outside of the faith, because of their persistence in sin and their unwillingness to repent. And the only way for that person to come back into the church is through making a profession of faith, coming back to the elders of a church, and seeking readmission into the body of Christ. It reminds us of what Jesus said back in Matthew chapter 7 at the very end of the Sermon on the Mount verses we read before in verse 21 of Matthew 7 Not everyone who says to me Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I want you to understand, these people do not lose their salvation. You now we believe in the security of the believer and those whom God saves, God keeps. What these people prove is that they never had salvation. If you look with me at first John chapter two, first John's a little hard to find, so I'll go slow you will have time to find it 1 John chapter 2 verse 19 the Holy Spirit speaks of that through John 1 John 2 19 they went out from us but they were not really of us for if they had been of us they would have remained with us but they went out so that we be shown that they all are not of us Peter admonishes us make your calling and election sure that's what we read earlier from 1 John chapter 2 in our unison reading of scripture by this We know we have come to know Him if we keep His commandments. And Jesus said, it is He who perseveres to the end who will be saved. We make our calling and election sure. We know that we have come to know Him and we're convinced we're in Christ because we are abiding in the vine. We have that relationship with Jesus it lasts there's a third lesson and it flows from what we've just seen and it is that the only real solid evidence of abiding in Christ or being in a relationship with Jesus is by bearing spiritual fruit look at verse 5 Well, verses 4 and 5 abide in me and I in you As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. He who abides in me bears much fruit. The evidence of having a relationship with Jesus, of being attached to the vine, is by bearing fruit. What is that fruit? Well, it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit that Paul tells us about in Galatians 5. It's the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the gentleness, the faithfulness, the self-control, those evidences that you are truly someone attached to the vine. You know, we hear a lot about character today. And character is important. But as important as character is, character by itself does not prove salvation. There are a lot of unbelievers through common grace who demonstrate a lot of moral character. What matters is spiritual character and the demonstration of spiritual fruit. As we said after the service this morning, we will have a congregational meeting in which you have the opportunity to elect additional deacons. Those men went through five weeks of training with me. And we talked about a lot of theological issues, a lot of church issues, but you know where we started? We started right here. We started with with character, with spiritual character, And the most important qualification for anyone who's going to serve in the body of Christ is to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, to be attached to the vine, and to bear spiritual fruit. Jesus says, just as you expect a branch of a vine to produce appropriate fruit... So you expect a believer to produce appropriate spiritual fruit. Just like you expect a branch of a peach tree to produce peaches, and the branch of a pear tree to produce pears, and the branch of an apple tree to produce apples, so you expect a branch attached to Jesus Christ to produce Fruit that demonstrates a relationship with Him through the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. And there's no way you can produce that without being attached to the vine. Then there's a fourth lesson, and that is God often increases our faithfulness, our fruitfulness. God often increases our fruitfulness by the things He does in our lives. That is, sometimes, sometimes God brings things into our lives for the specific purpose of making us more fruitful. Sometimes God will bring into our lives situations, circumstances, experiences that are painful or difficult. Are sad or grievous or heartbreaking. And the reason he brings those into our lives is to produce more fruit in us. In agricultural terms, that's called pruning. The farmer will cut back a tree, prune it, so that it might be more fruitful. And that's what Jesus says. God does in our lives. Notice in verse 1 Jesus said, I am the vine, true vine. My Father is the vine dresser. God the Father is the one who tends to the vines and the branches. And then he says this in verse 2, every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away. We looked at that. Now, in every branch that bears fruit he prunes it so that it might bear fruit more fruit now sometimes that pruning process is not always pleasant sometimes it's difficult isn't it sometimes it's hard and yet over time we realized that it was worth it because God used that experience to help us to abide in him more fully and to produce more spiritual fruit quite often that answers the question why that we have in our lives. Why this? Why me? Why now? And many times it's because the vine dresser is dealing with the branch, pruning it back, removing something in your life so that you might be more fruitful for Him. It might be a relationship. A relationship you enjoy, but you know is not good for you. And it's keeping you from being as fruitful as you ought to be. And God will end that relationship, remove that relationship so that you might be more fruitful. It might be a habit. Some habit you've developed over the years. You know, sometimes we enjoy our habits. But God will bring something into your life to break you of that habit. So that you might be more fruitful more productive it might be an activity something you really enjoy doing but you enjoy it so much it's become too important. It's become an idol it gets in the way takes up your time draws you away from the scripture draws you away from prayer. And God may take that activity away from you. Keep you from participating in it so that you might be more fruitful. He see, prunes it. It might be a possession. Something you really love. Something you really enjoy. Something which you really Delight. It too has become too important. Your affection for it rivals your affection for God. And so he'll prune. He might take it away so that you might be more fruitful to him. I started this morning talking about a relationship, and that's where I want to end. This text is all about having a close, personal relationship with Jesus. It's all about abiding in Christ. And it makes it clear that the only way that you can be a fruitful Christian is by constantly, continually, persistently abiding in Jesus. And so it helps us all from time to time to ask ourselves some diagnostic questions, doesn't it? How am I doing here? How am I... Abiding in Christ. What evidence is there in my life that I really am abiding in Him? What spiritual fruit do I see in my life? What is it in my, in my life that God needs to take away, to prune, to trim, so that I might be more fruitful to Him? It is one of the most important things in life, and so I encourage you to take heart. What Jesus says to us in our text: "I am the vine." You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. May God make us fruitful people for his glory. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the truth of it and pray that this morning it might be convicting to us, it might be encouraging to us, and would draw us closer to Jesus, that we might abide more fully in him we see evidence of real spiritual fruit for your glory, we ask it in Jesus name. Amen.